Hello, friends, and welcome to the PrepWell podcast. I'm your host, Phil Black. And if you have an 8th, 9th, or 10th grader with big aspirations, like the Ivy League or military service academies like West Point, ROTC, or athletic scholarships, boom, you've come to the right place. My specialty, my superpower, if you will, is preparing families for these competitive programs. I'll teach you what your child should do, when they should do it, and how you can help. So stick around and prepare to out-prepare. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the PrepWell podcast. Last week, I discussed a study strategy that my son and other private prep wellers of mine were missing during their SAT and ACT preparations, and that centered around the use of a cheat sheet. If you missed that important episode, please go back and give that a listen. This week's lesson reveals another such shortfall, but this one is a bit more concerning. It has to do with a content gap as opposed to a study habit gap. What do I mean by that? Well, as I've mentioned before, my son, who is a rising junior, has been taking full-length practice SATs over the last few weeks in preparation for this month's SAT, which is exactly what he should be doing. He's right on track. And as I stress over and over again inside Preple Academy, this is one of the most important things you can do to prepare for the SAT or ACT for many reasons, one of which I will address explicitly right now. During this process, I discovered a problem. He has been getting wildly variable scores on the math section from practice test to practice test. Swings of 50 and 60 points, which is not normal. And in the beginning, a few weeks ago, I chalked this up to him having a good day or a bad day and didn't make too big a deal out of it. However, upon a more detailed review of the questions and discussion with my son and his tutor, I've come to discover that there are wide swaths of math material and concepts that my son has never seen before. It's not that he's getting them wrong. It's that he has no idea what the question is even asking. And I'm not talking about the two or three or four killer questions at the end of the exam that only the smartest kids get right. I'm talking about some basic mathematical concepts that he apparently has never seen before. And the list of these concepts is growing week after week as we dig into the details. Now, this is concerning because if you've never been taught the material or were taught in an environment not conducive to learning, also known as through Zoom calls and Zoom teaching and virtually, how can you expect to get the right answers? And with this in mind, as I reflect on last year with the pandemic and the virtual learning and the discrepancies in teaching models and quality, I started to wonder whether the reason that colleges are maintaining their test optional policies is that they know that many students are behind an entire year of math and thus their scores will not be as strong as they could be or should be or would be historically. This is significant, especially in a subject like math, which is very cumulative in nature, meaning you need to build the strong building blocks. You need a strong foundation to successfully move on to more difficult topics. Well, many of this year's rising juniors missed a full year or more of traditional math instruction. That's a big deal. Now, I'm sure there are other students in private schools who maintain their in-school instruction, so maybe it's okay for them. 
but the bulk of students sat at home for a year or more trying to learn math through Zoom, often with pre-recorded lessons, very little student interaction, and maybe no teacher interaction. And what do you know, many students still got A's in the class, including my own son. Now, I'll leave it up to your imagination as to how most students still got A's in math, even though they had to learn remotely. Maybe it had to do with the at-home testing and final exam. We'll leave that for another podcast. My point here is that I have never until now realized what impact last year has had on students, especially in math. And I've heard similar stories from other parents and students who are coming to this realization. I feel like I've tried to block out last year and not really think about it, but the consequences are real. If your child essentially took a year off from math, for all intents and purposes, who cares if they still got an A in the class, if they didn't learn anything? Yes, it keeps their GPA alive for the time being, but how long will that charade last? If they're trying to score well on the math section of the SAT with one year less of instruction, that charade is going to end real soon. And I'm sure the reading section has taken a beating too. It's just much more difficult to tie the content to the instruction. Reading comprehension, grammar rules and such, these are tougher things to nail down and blame on the lack of learning. With math, there's a tighter link. In going through the SAT math questions that my son is getting wrong, it's almost to the point where he needs to retake most of sophomore year math if he really wants to catch up, let alone excel in math. Does that mean that he should repeat last year's math? I don't know. Now, do I expect my son to get an 800 on the math SAT section? Of course not. But when he's getting middle-of-the-road questions wrong because he's never seen the concept before, that's a problem. Once he's taught the concept by a tutor or my wife or me and practices it a few times, he's fine. He gets it. But you can't expect to get math problems correct if you've never seen them or been taught or been taught poorly. So he's now in a race to learn the bulk of last year's math concepts before the SAT at the end of the month. And yes, this is still early in his junior year, and he'll have time to recover and try again if need be, but he'll also need to get up to speed so that he doesn't fall behind in 11th grade math, because the train is leaving the station and he needs to be on board. So what are the takeaways here? Number one, this is yet another reason why it's important to take legitimate practice tests ahead of the real SAT or ACT. I can't stress this enough. Even after doing this for years and years, including with my own two older sons who are heading out to college next week, there is a lot to learn by taking these practice tests. By staying on top of this myself and not assuming that everything is just like it used to be, I continue to uncover big gaps in learning and study strategies thanks to the pandemic and how it's affecting learning. If you're not taking practice SAT and ACT tests, you will never know any of this. You'll be flying blind. Number two, please know that your son or daughter might be significantly behind in their math aptitude, depending on what their learning was like last year. For most students, it was a crap show, and the weaknesses will reveal themselves sooner rather than later. Number three, don't believe that an A in last year's math means that they've learned anything in the class. Don't trust it, especially if they were learning remotely for a year and were able to take tests at home. That grade might be meaningless. Number four, go through in detail 
math questions that your child is getting wrong and find out why they're getting them wrong. Is it a careless error? Are they running out of time? Was it a pacing problem? Are they using the wrong equation? Are they forgetting formulas? Or did they have no idea what the question was even asking because they've never seen it before? Number five, consider hiring somebody to reteach your child all of sophomore year math, which is what we've chosen to do. Number six, adjust your expectations for how well your child will do on an early SAT or ACT if they essentially checked out on last year's math class. They may need significantly more time to get up to speed. Number seven, ask your child about last year's math class. Ask them if they learned anything. Ask them if they took the test legitimately. Ask them if their grade reflects their understanding. And ask them to be radically honest about it. Now is not the time to play games. And number eight, keep very tight tabs on how they're progressing in math this upcoming year. Make sure that you nip it in the bud if they start to struggle early on with math in junior year. If they're struggling, maybe you now know why. And if that's the case, you may need to take matters into your own hands. I know this hasn't been a particularly uplifting episode, but I felt like I had to relate the information that I'm experiencing with my own son, as well as my other private prep wellers who I work closely with. I'm trying to bring these lessons and these issues to light for everyone. If you've had similar experiences, I'd love to hear from you. The feedback means a lot. And I wish you good luck. That's all I've got for you today, folks. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for the support. Please give us a rating on iTunes or wherever you listen to this particular podcast. It helps out. If you know a parent with an eighth grader, ninth grader, 10th grader, a rising junior maybe, that might find this helpful, please share the episode with them. You can do that by finding that small box with a tiny arrow pointing up. That's the share button. Click that button. Text your friends the link to this episode with a little personal note from you recommending that they give it a listen. If you do have questions, comments, or an idea for an upcoming episode, please reach out to me. You can do it by email. You can DM me on Instagram. Check out our Facebook, our blog. Connect with me on LinkedIn. I would love to hear from you. And until next week, goodbye, good luck, and never stop preparing. This podcast is brought to you by PrepWell Academy. PrepWell Academy is my one-of-a-kind online mentoring program that delivers to your ninth or 10th grader a short, highly relevant video from me every week, every Sunday, in fact, where I give them a heads up about what they should be thinking about to stay ahead of the game. To get these valuable lessons into your child's hands, please head over to prepwellacademy.com and enroll your child today.